Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, I'm Tanya Hathaway, and I'm your host with Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your stories told on Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network and Stephen Burke's 89.9 KLRB Lighthouse Christian Radio, 89.9 KLRB FM, forgive me, Lighthouse Christian Radio in Oklahoma and the surrounding area. It is October, Tuesday, October 26, 2020. 21, and we are officially past foliage season here in New England. Speaking of the beautiful New England, I want to say hello to my beautiful mother in this beautiful New England. Thanks for tuning in, Mom. Thanks for your love and your support, and I can't wait to see you. And, well, we have got quite a show. We know that there's a lot that you hear about over the week, but... For some, maybe there, maybe you wait until these shows on Marty's radio and Stephen's Saturday show and right here, you know, to talk about the things that maybe you're not hearing, to hear about the things that maybe you're not hearing out there. Well, we're welcoming input, so mark this down, this phone number down, 917-388-4520. Press 1. Press 1 if you want to to make a comment, if you have a question for either of my esteemed guests, Stephen Burke and James Street, as we seem to have a regular thing going on on Tuesday night. So uh, this show is also brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the annual Whistleblowers Summit in Washington, D.C. every year, and as well, Journeys to Justice, a nonprofit company to help those who are Victims of public corruption looking for volunteers for anybody who can uh, donate time, uh, supplies, research, things like that. Always looking for volunteers. And, of course, you can reach me at journeys to justice at outlook.com. That simple, journeys to justice at outlook.com. Now, very briefly, we're going to catch up, and then we're going to move right along and get James and Stephen on. But briefly, I want to follow up with you in regard to anybody who's following um, the Julius Jones case, but not only that, the cases where um, there was a hearing in the federal district court uh, yesterday regarding cruel and unusual punishment, and it was um, something that was filed by uh, the men that were on death row, and uh, it's regarding the the, the faulty in, injections and, and all that mess. And the consensus was we really thought that this was going to be stayed until um, there was a full-blown hearing or trial. It was a trial. In any event, uh, it, there was no stay. There was no stay at all. So those executions that were scheduled are still indeed 
scheduled. I don't know what's going on with any kind of, um, I don't know what's going on with any kind of last minute appeals. I imagine both sides had appeals ready to go. So right now that is the update. What that means to Julius Jones is that his clemency hearing was not today, but instead it's been moved to November 1st. And we know that Julius Jones is slated for um, the termination, the completion of his sentence later on in November. So that clemency hearing certainly is a date to pay attention to. None of the other men on um, that are slated to be put to death because they did not determine a method other than the lethal injection, which was just botched. Um, they did not give their other methods that they wanted to be put to death with. You know, that's a kind of a tough request to fill out, you know, but I, but it was their choice and they did not do it. And, uh, and the judge's take on it was that um, it was time for closure on these cases. Julius Jones is the only one who continues to claim his innocence. And there is new information that there's every reason should be taken seriously. And that's why he was, uh, that's why the pardon and parole board uh, made the suggestion to the governor that he is commuted, but now this has turned into a clemency hearing because of what the state of Oklahoma did. So, okay, so I hope that that uh, updates anybody who was interested and didn't know the turnout from yesterday's hearing, uh, now you know. Now, <clears throat> there's US code, 8 USC, 1182, This is what I want to read to you. Let me see. It was effective in January 1995. This is regarding illegal immigration right now. This is regarding our borders. That states, this is only partial pieces in the summary of it, that anybody who has been charged with serious criminal cri crimes where they're coming from shall not be considered to become a legal citizen of our country. Anybody who has any relation to any terrorist activities in another country, and as well as in our country, shall not be deemed, if they're here anyways, shall not be deemed um, a good candidate to become a legal citizen of our country. In 1101 uh, apostrophe, um, in parentheses H, serious crimes in the US as defined in section 1101H. Is it asking too much to expect the law to be followed and those who don't meet the parameters um, of being considered good candidates is what we just talked about, what I just brought up, is not asking too much to not open up our borders and just say, come on in. Oh, by the way, I, I said don't come in, but you can come in anyways. And having no enforcement there, hardly any enforcement there, and, you know, the men at the border that are supposed to be enforcing this are put in a horrific, horrific situation. So is it okay? if we don't consider, you know, 
people that are stealing, stealing, killing, smuggling, trafficking, that they don't come by the masses, like the masses on steroids, like what is happening in our country right now, my heart breaks. For those who have been misled and those who have made the journey, my heart absolutely breaks for them that are here to have a better life. But guess what? Here will not be a better life at the rate that we are going now. And if you qualify, there will be an opportunity for you to come here, and it might not be when you want to. But these people have been so misled. And in the meantime, the cartels, the criminals, they are in swarms, and they're filling up our cities. They're going into rural areas. And there's so many beautiful people that made the trip, too, for incredible humanitarian reasons. That, however, is the exception to the rule. What do you have to say about that, James? Thank you for coming on tonight. How are you? Um, Excuse me. I'm doing fine. How are you? Good. You want to tell our listeners who you are just briefly? Um, I'm a retired C-level executive, uh, resided moved to a small town in Oklahoma, found out firsthand what the, uh, where the corruption <laughs> kind of starts, begins, and ends, but uh, am a advocate for equality and justice, uh, advocate for right and wrong, and uh, have known you for better part of three years now, uh, and we met yeah. because of my particular situation. Uh, yeah. Here in Oklahoma, uh, and then down at the rally. Right, and uh, we had a meeting of several people at the rally here what, a couple of years ago. So uh, that's about yeah. it. But in answer to your question, um, you, you kind of have to go outside the news cycle to really understand, I mean, everything you said is true, but to really understand the extent and what's going on, there there are people who have the ability to track planes through certain software, blah, blah, blah. There's a particular person that's ex-military, ex-this, ex-that. He goes by the name of Monkey Works. The United States government, well, let me back up. The pretentious government we have right now with Biden so-called calling the shots are contracting private planes every day, every single day, dropping not what you would call immigrants, but military-aged men from 14 to 30 from every nationality you can imagine, loading them on a plane, carrying them to Atlanta, carrying them to Detroit, carrying them to you name it. Mm -hmm. And it's happening Mm -hmm. every single day. And these planes and these private contractors can be traced back by follow. You know, you've heard the old axiom, follow the money being paid for straight out of the quote-unquote illegitimate government's coffers. And yet we're led to believe by what we see at the border that it's the scenario you described of 
men, women, and children for a better life. That is a small, small salt and pepper sample. This is about bringing in people that they can control to use against the American people. As militia, Mm -hmm. arming them, training them, just like Al-Qaeda. Yeah, we'd already have put a name on it. And and you can doubt that. You can say, oh, that's BS. Uh, Just these softwares, these websites are, for a few dollars, you can go see for yourself. You can track the CIA movements in and out of foreign countries. They're also doing for children, too, right? They're moving children around, too. Absolutely. Stephen Burke, Stephen Burke is uh, the owner of, of, uh, of 89.9 CalRB, and, and he is quite the constitutionalist and historian. Stephen Burke, what do, you, what do you have to say? Let's have a conversation. <laughs> well... I don't know yet. I was looking up stuff that uh, I ran okay. old. I got lots what, what? of stuff ran old, but I just don't know where where we want to go with it. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I I hear you. Well, and it's for the it's for the purpose of those you know that want to control want to control us. This is all an agenda, in my opinion, and everything that is going wrong, in my opinion, is really going right for those that want that socialistic, communistic agenda and to have all the power and be part of the few elites and for the rest of us to be subservient. Well, one of the offshoots, Mm -hmm. Tanya, what you were talking about, I know just I don't listen to anything during the week. What I come across, it just kind of comes across. But there was no less than four events or instances in other towns where illegal aliens were arrested for killing someone. Can can you repeat that? There was no less than four. Where are you speaking? That, That I'm aware of that was reported. Think of all the ones that aren't reported across the United States. Oh, right. Right. I'm just saying that's an offshoot to this that nobody thinks of because it's never reported on. Well, we're, you know, we're being apprised of, you know, the thousands that they've apprehended, but then we're also being apprised of those that have, you know, like they storm and they're runners, so they all go in different directions. and, and, And instead of, you know, going into the hands of the people that, you know, okay, you know, make a date, come back if you want, right? They're runners because they they can be looked up and they'll and they will be arrested on the spot. So uh, we're we're in big trouble. This is this this is not good, and we need to stop. You know, it's like all the fear mongering that's going on and all this stuff to try to get people to be so compliant. Um, and they're just trying to put us to the point where I feel that we're pushed over the edge that, oh, well, if you can't beat them, join them. Well, I say no. And when I say they, I mean they by anybody, 
any party that is engaged in turning their backs on this, not doing what they readily can do to stop it from happening, and and not standing up against the powers that be. Now, well, there is something the else I wanted that are, to Just think of the numbers that are accumulating in these cities that no one's even aware of. I mean, day in and day out, they're getting up and going to work and unaware that all of these people are being accumulated in their community yeah. because they're not out in the open for the most part. Right. You know, they're sheltered and they're fed, and they're slowly, you know, disseminated into the uh, <clears throat> population, but not in numbers that are going to, you know, garner your attention in the larger cities. Right. Right. And I had written down a, I had written down a quote that it's a very rare time when um, and let me see if this is it. No, it's not. Shoot, I'll have to find that quote and I'll share it with you a little, a little later on. But it's 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 a really good one that I feel like I'll just try to summarize it. It's a very rare time, like in times of war, when the president can exercise powers that are otherwise not allowed and when we're in a state of emergency. And what I feel is that we are being put in this place on purpose so that he can just make those dictative orders and, okay, everybody has has to wear a mask. Now all of a sudden, you know, you're five years old and, you know, you've got to get a vaccine, you know, because now it's been approved. And yet, there's Harvard studies and so many other studies that say, no, there's no, there's more harm than good. You can't tell me that for every, the Mark Siegel today said on the news, he said, he was on Fox and he's a doctor. He's the one who comes on for Fox and he's, and he's all for the vaccine or this jab, whatever it is, because it's still not a real vaccine as we know. Um, but he said, but only five out of every 100,000 young men, you know, like college-aged men and athletes, experience that, what is it, myocarda or whatever it is with the heart. You remember what that's called? Any, anyways, only, only five out of every 100,000. So that's, those are very good odds, he said. Well, just hold, hold on. These are otherwise healthy kids that have they not taken that vaccination, that shot, that jab, that experiment, that the odds are better for them, and that's if we're following the science, if we're following the real data, the odds are better for them that they wouldn't get ill at all, not to mention with that myocardia, where some have dropped dead and died on the spot. So, well, because those are the stats that it is for Five, uh, for the young men where this was happening, you know, for children, it's really, really low risk. Well, how do you really know it's a really, really low risk? Are we really, really going to listen to the FDA when there's been so many mistakes that they have made for God knows how long? Let's start with those red M&Ms that were cancer-causing, right? They get it wrong all the time because it's all linked. It's all propaganda. It's all about get us sick. And then guess what? And then we'll have to make you well again on this medication that has side effects. It'll get you sick there. And then, and I know there's a time and place for medication, and I want to thank the good doctors and nurses and medical professionals and all that. But then there is the other side to it, 
where it is corrupt and it's propaganda and it's all rolled into politics. It's all rolled into um, control. It's all rolled into what they want to have happen. This is we're talking huge, 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 big money. So what do you think about that? These, if it's if we're in this situation wherein we're such a dire spot, where okay, he can justify dictating now because we're in a position of war. We couldn't have been in. We're, we're in the worst, most volatile position right now as far as terroristic threats imaginable. Bent over. Well, they're doing their best to destroy our military where we're going to be defenseless mm-hmm. and get rid of all of our uh, medical establishment, at least anybody that stand up against them. All of this stuff happening is right straight out of the Communist Manifesto. People need to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think about that uh, FDA decision today? You know, do you really think that they didn't know what that decision was going to be already when they went into it, when they went into that room to vote on it today? No, I'm sure they already had it all figured out. Five years old and lining up for something that is still genuinely an experiment. Yeah, it's killed every, every animal that they've ever tested it on, so... I mean, they've been working on this for like 60 years, trying to create a vaccine for a virus, and it don't work. So why would we be giving it to our kids? So good old yeah, Dr. But you're giving, Fauci. You're was... giving them credit for trying to do something, which that's not the intent at all. Right, exactly. The intent is not to create a vaccine to help you live a more healthy life. That's not the intent. No, it's a, it's so to make money why, and to why continue, have control. Why continue to whitewash it? It's not the intent. And and they're still pushing it when there's all these breakthroughs to begin with. And all of a sudden, if you're not vaccinated, you're a risk to those that are. <laughs> it actually works the other way around because of the setting. Doesn't it? Well, uh, yeah. Steven Steven said he knew this several, several months back. I didn't know mm-hmm. this, but if we indeed have a virus, well, it's been successfully proven that hydrochloroquine and uh ivermectin is an effective mm-hmm. what I didn't know is Hydrochloroquine is the synthetic version of ivermectin. No, it's, and, it's I didn't know that either. Which is quinine, which you can make from grapefruit rinds and lemon rinds in your kitchen by boiling the rinds in water for three hours. Now, well... I mean, we all know that lemons are supposed to be really good for you. Today I had I had hot lemon water, and that's that's it. Um, but but it you know it, I, quinine is the natural derivative, the organic derivative. Wow. 
and I mean, Stephen said that he knew this. I didn't realize this to, uh, what, a week ago, Stephen, I asked you about it? I sent yeah, you a video a on week, it. Last week, I believe. Yeah. But it is that simple. And have you, Tanya, have you heard it on any social media? Have you heard it no. on any newscast? No, but I did hear, though, that ivermectin is being made available again. Right, but without having that's to the synthetic version. That's the synthetic right. man-made version of quinine, which is hydrochloroquine. Uh, yeah, hydroxychloroquine or whatever is the synthetic, but that's separate. That's a different drug than the ivermectin. Okay. Right. So yeah. 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 I don't understand that. Well, ivermectin is is a drug that's made. Merck was the original manufacturer. The hydroxychloroquine is a is a synthetic version of of the quinine. Quinine is the organic version you make with the grapefruit rinds and the lemon rinds. I misstated okay. something just a second ago. So you just boil it in water? Yep, for three hours. They just cook all the and, juice out of that grapefruit and lemon peels, and and, and there you got your the medicine. And then you strain you, you it. The, and then you strain it. So you put you the actual it. lemon in and the and the grapefruit in, too? No, just the rinds. Just the rind. Right. Okay. Huh. And, you, you, and you use a spring water to do it with. Right. Right, or distilled water or whatever it is. Uh, it right. didn't say distilled, but it said filtered water. Well, I'd yep. be interested in hearing somebody who's who's done that, from somebody who's, who's done that. Now, of course, I'm going to look that up because this is the first thing that I've, time that I've heard of that. But, you know, but the, the thing is, you know, people are saying that they want, they want you vaccinated, they want you vaccinated, and people don't want to be around people who aren't vaccinated. And yet, but yet you don't I want don't to be know. around somebody that is vaccinated. Well, yeah, in a because sense, of well, the I, mean, I will be. I certainly have been, you know, and I will be. But the, the thing is, we're actually more at risk the other way around, that way around, because of that shedding of the nanoparticles particles in the graphene oxide, correct? I mean, that's where all this deep, dark research is coming from. Yeah, Fauci's using our bodies for a laboratory to breed up uh, virus variations. They injected the, a, syn, a live synthetic virus that your body takes and finishes up. It's not the complete virus they're injecting you with, but your body completes the virus, breeds it up, and then sheds it. He has been involved in some very disgusting experiments, and I don't know if you saw it, but it, was, it came out today. First of all, you know, we know oh, yeah. that now when he, was saying to, when he was saying to Jordan, you know, uh, the Senator Jordan from Ohio, is he, I think, uh, Tim Jordan, he was saying, no, it was not gain of function, and how many times has he said that over and over again? Let me be perfectly clear. Well, it was just confirmed, what, a couple of days ago, that yes, indeed, it is gain of function, and yet he sat there and he lied to everybody about this again and again and again. 
and this is not the first lie he's been caught in. Well, other experiments that he has uh, conducted is uh, using beagles. Did you did you see this? Yeah, I've seen it. You hear about this in the news? Okay, why don't you why don't you describe it? Because I've been talking too much. I'll take a break. Well, I don't know if I know how to describe it, but anyway, he was he's using them beagles to let these uh, some I forget what type of fly it was. I've got the story on my phone there, but letting the these flies, meat eating flies, eat the faces off of live beagles for some sort of experiment and because the beagles would cry he cut their vocal cords where they couldn't cry while the flies so it wouldn't bother the scientists or whoever right yeah that was his scientific experiments to see how long something took i mean we're talking i mean these these are just horrific and i mean what's the purpose before that what is the hypothesis when you go in there to do an experiment like that (laughs) <laughs> you know, I have no clue what, what he thought he was experimenting for, what he was trying to come up with. And he did this in another country because he couldn't have done it here. Wasn't it in Taiwan or something? Uh, I forget exactly where it was. I'd have to look it up. But you're never going to hear him talk about those things. He he needs to be behind bars. Yeah, they need to put him under the jail and throw the key away. Yep. Yep. There's a lot better people um that are in prison than, than he than he is and that don't deserve to be there. So I uh, just and absolutely outrageous. One of our senators, Rand Paul, the one that was confronting him about his lies to begin with, is going after him, going to attempt to put him there, too, and I hope he succeeds. I hope so, too. But right, right now, Biden's from, been protecting from Rand Paul. I'm on his Would you like to read list, it? So he, well, I'd have to try to find it. I might be able to find it here. I saved it, I know. Okay. okay. It's just uh, okay. finding stuff well, when you got thousands while you're, of While you're looking for it, I, I, I look. found what I was talking about. Huh? I said I can look. Well, you're I looking for it. I... Okay, good, good, because I want you to share them with us. Um, while you're looking that up, I'll, this is Article 2, Section 3, uh, both grants and constraints. Uh, okay, where grants and constraints presidential – both grants and constraints presidential power. This section invests the president with the discretion to convene Congress on extraordinary occasions, a power that has been used to call chambers to consider nominations, war, and emergency legislation. So, you know, that's, that's the summary that I was referring to. And, and that's what I feel is, though, you know, he, he really just wants to create these emergency situations that weren't here before he created them. And that's why, you know, everybody's pushing for this, these mandates. And, but still, I feel like people are catching on. What do you think, James? Well, 
Obviously, I think they are. I mean, that bit of information I shared with you about Nebraska, uh, it went all the way to the AG's office where they uh, gave a – basically, it was a legal opinion that the doctors there can, can legally prescribe you uh, ivermectin and hydrochloroquine uh, mm-hmm. to their patients. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the answer to your question is yes, but then I'd go ahead and I'd clarify that in a Republican environment, quote unquote, using that label, I don't like labels, but using that label, you're not going to have that same exposure or uh, knowledge if you're sitting out in California or Michigan. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. But yeah. here, in, here, in, here in the heart heartland, uh, you still got a whole bunch of rural people, rural farmers, and, you know, they don't believe a lot of, quote, unquote, hogwash. Right. You found it? Found you found it, email. Stephen? Yeah, okay, let's it. go. Let's hear it. He says, fellow patriot, I have big news. Anthony Fauci's in serious trouble. The National Institute of Health just admitted that Fauci funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. Now it's all spiral, spiraling downhill for Anthony Fauci. When I called him out for funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan, I was called a lunatic conspiracy theorist by the mainstream media. Now I'm vindicated and Fauci has been proven to be a serial liar. Here's the question now. Will Joe Biden's Department of Justice investigate him for lying under oath in front of the U.S. Senate? Today I'm renewing my push for a criminal investigation of Anthony Fauci. Actions must have consequences. If you or I lied under oath in any circumstance, we would be immediately hit with perjury charges. Why do well-connected government officials like James Clapper or Anthony Fauci get away with lying to Congress? It's now a matter of public record that Fauci's statements under oath were lies, and I refuse to let him off the hook. Fellow patriot, I'm proud of the work that I've done exposing Fauci and holding him accountable, and I promise you this is only the beginning. Well, I hope he's got plenty of security around him. Yeah, he's going to need it. He's going to need it, but but we need more like him. We we absolutely need more like him. Yeah. yeah. And now this this week uh, we uh, lost you know, Colin Powell, or was that last week? Colin Powell died, and uh, we heard more about COVID than we did Colin Powell uh, surrounding his death. And I feel that it was used as propaganda to, you know, to help continue that that agenda, that push for people to get vaccinated. And yet he was he was vaccinated. So NBC News, this is quote, um, said his cancer may have left him partially susceptible. Well, you know, let's think about this. <laughs> his cancer may have left him partially susceptible. The man was uh, 85 years old, right? And it's my understanding that he had plenty of comorbidity issues. And it could have been the, him catching a cold that would have ended his life 
and they would have called it cancer instead of the cold. It could have been pneumonia, and they still would have called it cancer instead of the cold, okay? It, it well, could have been... You have, to, you have to put that in perspective and put the horse before the cart. If exactly. he had cancer and his body was already invaded, he already mm-hmm. had an immune system that had failed. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. But yes. And I, I am a he cancer was, survivor. He, we all heard of 12 he died years. of COVID. What? I said, and I am a cancer survivor of 12 years. Mm-hmm. When, you're, mm-hmm. when, you're, you're, when you are subject to cancer, your immune system is what already defeated and you're in a constant battle against anything and everything that attacks your body. Now, what do you think? Do you think he died because he had cancer or do you think he died because of COVID? You think COVID killed him? I think he died because he had cancer and other comorbidity issues. And who knows if he, if he really had COVID. But they used his name. Okay, but again, we're going we're going in circles. What is COVID? What is COVID? It's never been isolated. Right. We're giving credit again where credit isn't even due. That's a narrative. That's a fictitious narrative. Right. There's never now, been well, a plane identified. We're not saying that people aren't getting sick, but what are they getting sick from once their immune system has been compromised. And it's being compromised by the very thing that they're telling you is supposed to help you in this quote-unquote misdefined vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that vaccine totally destroys your immune system. Well, why is it that so many health care workers refuse to get the Shot. Because they know what it's going to do to them. They know it's BS. Mm -hmm. I mean, they went through this whole narrative of getting people in and immediately putting them on a ventilator, which was going to kill them. Mm -hmm. That's that $30 payment, right? $30,000 payment right there. Yeah, thirty nine thousand dollars for every for every time they put you on a ventilator. Mhm. Mhm. That's why the first question they ask is, "You willing to go on a ventilator?" And that's where you have your durable power of attorney, or you never, you're, you just never know. You just you don't go in that direction. You just there was a prescribed. <laughs> they had a prescribed narrative of what to do when they started this whole mess. This yeah, fictitious thing up in advance. was going to kill you with a ventilator. Must have been an agreement with insurance companies that they wouldn't have to be paying for it. Otherwise, they never well, would have fallen for it. It didn't have anything to do. If you think back and remember what the big push was, because we didn't have enough ventilators in the United States. We were going to have to go to wartime declarations or resolutions to force companies to make the what? The death machine, the ventilator. 
Yep, because very few people come off of it. Correct. Do you, do you really think back and remember that was the entire narrative for six months? Mm-hmm. The ventilators. It wasn't the, it, it wasn't the virus. So we don't have the ventilators. Yeah. Yeah, it was. They want to put you on a ventilator and some remdesivir to shut your kidneys off and make sure you croak. And you got people, I promise you, you have people out there shaking their heads saying, those people are crazy. Mm -hmm. Yep, but let them do some (laughs) research and prove us wrong. (laughs) I will can't. say my eyes. I will say right. my eyes are open. Oh yep, yep. I've done hundreds yep. of hours of research, and I didn't go to the fact checker to get it. I did my own research. I don't use a lying Democrat-owned fact checker to tell me something that's true is a lie. I right. just go do my own research, find out what research centers and what medical. People did this and what ones did that, and it's usually the ones that they got si- silenced up. But you do that wouldn't take their bribe. to the reporting, and that's what I do too. I listen to the reporting, but I also research. I mean, this may sound a little callous, but we never heard any research on the number of hypochondriacs that thought they had COVID. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm sure there yeah, was a bunch a of them too. I mean, think about that now. you That's a laughable statement, I agree, but it's also a very true statement. Oh, it's because I know a couple of hypochondriacs. Like, well, we all know more than a couple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, whatever happened just to the cold? Whatever happened yeah. to, you know, I, and I'm not getting the flu shot. I, it hasn't made a difference in my world. And... um and nobody's forcing me to get it either. Isn't that interesting? Well, you know, the sixth most owned stock by our U.S. congressman is Pfizer. Might count for something right there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And you want to know who Pfizer is funding? I'll give you a little tidbit here. Okay. Washington Post, ABC News, NBC News, CBS News, Los Angeles Times, Cumulus Media, MSNBC, New York Times, and CNN. That's who Pfizer's funding. When you say funding, you mean... supporting them, giving them donations. Because look at what they're returned. Oh, Yeah. Well, the media's on their side. They've been bought and paid for, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. By by Pfizer and by by uh, Congress and everybody else. I'm, I I I say they're all in bed together. That's my opinion of the matter. Yeah. I'm looking and, for another and, story know, I had here. And, and and just while I'm looking at it. Why in the world in a in a Texas hospital is it standard protocol to put a plastic bag over somebody's head that's got coronavirus? What? Oh, you didn't see that story? I missed that one. 
<laughs> oh yeah, they said it was standard standard protocol. Put a plastic bag over their head. Well, like in the bubble kind of thing. So is it covering the whole body or just from the shoulders up? Uh, shoulders up, plastic bag over their head. Oh, that's just nice. Actually, they've got their what they've part got of, their What arms. part of Texas is that? That must be what what county well, is was, that? I was looking. I I didn't save the. I didn't pull up the story that had the name of the town, but they just did that this week. The 17-year-old girl abused by hospital staff and had a plastic bag placed over her head. That's what staff and administrators called standard procedure. That's what it says. That standard procedure. But her her arms are also through this bag, so I don't know how far down the bag goes. In this picture, I can see it all the way down to her hands, and that's all I can tell you in the picture, that and what the story was saying, without going back Something and pulling it up on the website again. Well, but there's a, there was another doctor. I was going to find his story here that I just I had just saved and tell you what kind of luck he was having. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this while I'm passing it to you. Uh, smoking gun videos emerge of Fauci and the HHS plotting to stage massive health scare using a new virus. A new virus? Yeah, yeah. Well, Bill Gates has got three of them patented, so ain't no problem. I know he's got three right. patented because I got the patents. I, I, I know. That's Absolutely amazing that you were able to dig those out. Yeah, and here's I think I think while we're while another while we're passing deal. I got a picture of a box of masks here, you know, bulk bulk box of masks, these blue masks that they give you gonna protect you against coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. It says this product is an ear loop mask and it it says it's not a respirator, and it will not protect you against COVID or any virus right on the back of the box. Okay. Seriously. So it's literally, it says it. It literally just a mask. It says it will not provide meant- any protection against COVID, coronavirus, or other viruses or contaminants. In capital and letters again, on the if back you walk in somewhere where it's mandated that you wear one, everybody would be fine with it. Yep. I'm trying to find that. I missed that story. I'll find it here in a minute. Okay. Just, just, just think about this. You know, so group of people sitting down. You, you know, everybody's masking up, doing supposedly what you're supposed to be doing, and then. It, as soon as you sit down, because you're going to be eating, it's okay to take the mask off. Because you're going to be drinking, it's okay to take the mask off. Now, how is this science? Just how is this science? Because it's not about science. It's about compliance. Yeah. Just think about that. It's about social conditioning. I got this story here from know. a doctor, Dr. Syed. Hyder, and I just thought it might be interesting since we got this 
American propaganda machine coming against the ivermectin that our CDC and the World Health Organization jointly prescribed to everybody in India to wipe out the coronavirus over there. But this doctor says, my experience using ivermectin and fluvoxamine in 4,000 acute COVID-19 patients. Five patients were hospitalized, zero died, 4,000 recovered. Five pharmacy threats, one medical board complaint, one lawyer retained, hundreds of medication transfers for pharmacist refusals. The pharmacist didn't want to prescribe, uh, didn't want to give the patients what he prescribed to them. But out of 4,000 patients that was already seriously sick, he lost zero using mm-hmm. ivermectin. There's a lot of, I wonder if that's one that I've seen, a doctor that I've seen, because there's a lot of those stories out there. Mm-hmm. He lost zero. And so why wouldn't that be the first line of defense? It should be because he's the only doctor that I know of that's lost no patients, especially after treating 4,000 of them that was already seriously sick. Ivermectin. Ivermectin and fluvoxamine. Now, what is fluvoxamine? I believe it's a type of antibiotic. Keep you from catching pneumonia. Okay. All right, because that rings a bell. And, you know, when I I just had hip surgery less than a few months ago, the replacement, and for five days before I I went in for that, I was putting this antibiotic ointment in my nose and rubbing it along my nose. I'm like, well, what is that? Why is it? Well, to keep you from getting sick, you know, so you don't catch anything because it's, you know, one of those big surgeries, right? And it's like. Hmm. You know where I'm going with that, right? And the antibiotic. Yeah, you don't want to get. <laughs> yeah, but I'm but I'm but I'm just saying. Well, if that's effective for not catching things to keep yourself prophylactically healthy, hopefully, isn't that another? Yeah. Option. So they they know how to prevent it, but they can't make no money doing that. Right. Well, people and I'm don't not make the doctors rich. Or anything like that. I'm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, all you got to do is follow the money. Institutions are institutionalized, and people are used to being the robots and doing what they're told to do, and not questioning the science. You know, you you go to college, and college is great. College is wonderful in many respects, and in other respects. It's, you know, you don't need a college degree for a lot of things, but yet, you know, it's the whole condition if you don't have it, right? Look, if you're going to be a doctor, if you're going to be certain things, you you, you do need it. But, but I'm just saying that it, it's like when you go to college, there is an agenda. This is what they're taught to teach. And, and it's the same thing with, you know, big facilities, with institutions. And you, don't, you just don't question it. People don't question it. And this is, we're now in the world where we we need to be questioning it because they were counting on us not to question it. Yeah, and most of them didn't. It worked far better than what they thought, so they're just going to go ahead and push the, the thing right on through just as far as they can get us to let them push it now since we bowed down to it willingly. Yeah. I got a post here from 
some guy I thought was kind of interesting named Ghost Ezra. But I'll, I'll read it. It says, here's how it works. Create and manufacture a problem that never existed before. Perpetuate that problem with a bipartisan support. Install a puppet candidate. Let it all crumble under that candidate. Continually create the illusion that someone in Washington, D.C. is actually fighting for freedom. Create a solution appear to save America. Final outcome equals less freedom and more control. Who created the problem in the first place? Who perpetuated the fake pandemic narrative all along? You got a good point there because that was all done by the so-called U.S. federal government. Right. The whole entire nine yards. For the purpose of getting control. So his saying was truth, you know. Create the problem and then give you the solution. All you got to do is give up your freedom to get it. And so now we're being circled with very high gas prices, heating prices, and this is all to force the Green New Deal, okay? This is all to to force out upon us and to make us essentially dependent. Well, they want slaves, but only the amount they need to take care of the elite. Mm Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. care anything about the rest of us. What do you think, James? You've been quiet over there. It's, it's, you, the same, it's the same story. Yeah, they don't. They, we are the slave. They, so they're not going to provide any care for us. I mean, uh, the elder generation is what they're trying to get rid of because the elder generations, generations, plural, uh, just say 45, 55, 60, 70, seen too much, experienced too much, and the generations that are 40, 30, 20s, they have, their education core isn't anything resembling a 50, 60-year-old's education core. And I'll go back, leaders aren't born, they're self our young people can't even change a battery in a car. Mm-hmm. Most of them can't change a flat tire. Mm-hmm. I mean, there it's there is no self help taught in the younger generations and it is like we've talked through all of this sheep. Right. Right. It's 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 a sign of it's a sign of the times. And you know, it's not even like trying to put anybody down specifically, you know, because we know not they're not all like that. But I was talking at a soccer game yesterday and I don't know, I just brought up Fauci and it's like well, who's Fauci? <sighs> I mean I, I saw I saw a meme that was just totally hilarious the other day and it was two old Cowpoke sitting on the sitting on a fence or across the fence from one another talking, and one of them says, "Well, I, I'm just saying," and the other guy says, "Well, what are you just saying?" He said, "Well, animals wouldn't let someone like that lead them 
and then there was a picture of Biden. <laughs> a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth to I mean, it. I mean, seriously. It was so apropos. I mean, it was, <laughs> I mean, spot on. Well, we've got infighting within the left. And so this, uh, this I'm glad to know because that means not everybody's willing to go that far. I don't think that that's a charade necessarily either. I think that that infighting is 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 pretty true because you've got the progressives and then you've got the moderate Democrats, right? And um, and a lot of them have gone further left, and some of them are, are tightening up on the right right now. So um, you have to when we're faced with what we're faced with. You've got that. We hear this in a little small town all the time. Well, you know, we got to live here. Or it doesn't affect me. Why why should I get involved? Or, and it's so true. Until it just knocks somebody square in the face individually. It's not worth their bother. Nobody cared what Hitler was doing until he came for them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden it's look at what's happening. Yeah. Well it's happening it's it's happening here. We've got you know, China's licking their chops. Yeah, China's trying to force it off on three-year-olds now, that vaccine garbage. That's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, you know, world power. They're talking about world power. So, okay, so who's that basketball player who has actually stood up um, to the commission and, and to the NBA? And he's a very good basketball player, and he's – um and he's saying, do you realize, he said, you're hypocrite. You know, and he called out Jordan and he called out uh, somebody else saying, you're hypocrites. You're endorsing, you know, slavery. You, you know what the pain that people went through, what people are put through to pay to, to, you know, for you to be wearing these Nikes right now and you're endorsing them. So you're, you're you, you know, you're making these people get rich off of you when, and this is all just about the greed at the cost of the most inhumane living circumstances for slave labor. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, they recruit a lot of little kids over there in China forcibly to manufacture yeah. a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Who knows if they if they even get paid other than just having shelter and 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 a meal to keep them alive? Who knows? Well, maybe a few but cents no an wonder. hour. You yep. give them something like twenty five cents an hour. It's just very sad. But so I so I guess I'm saying, you know, people are starting to speak up. 
you know, because he's yeah. uh, he's a Muslim man, and so he was he, he was explaining how you know his own family has been in these situations for slave labor, if I if I'm remembering correctly, and he can't even go over to see his own family wherever he's from. So yeah, we're talking about it. It's, it's hitting people, and it, it hit him in the core. And he got up, and he and he's standing out, and he's, he's speaking up. And um, and the commissioner put out a statement that I was really glad to hear that they support the freedom of speech. Da 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 da. da. So um, yeah, very few of them doing that anymore either. Yeah, very few, very few are doing that anymore. I agree. I've got so this what headline here from from that Nebraska Attorney General. I don't know if you want me to read that little yeah. headline off of says Nebraska Attorney General says doctors can legally prescribe ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine for COVID. Call, and he calls out the FDA, the CDC, Dr. Fauci, and the media for fueling confusion and misinformation. At the request of the Nebraska Department of Health, on October 15th, Nebraska Attorney General Doug Peterson issued a legal opinion that the Nebraska healthcare providers can legally prescribe ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine for the treatment of COVID so long as they obtain informed consent from the patient. And then he goes on with a very lengthy article and tells about all the fraud people like this medical journal called The Lancet. That's one of the most prestigious ones out there. And all the false, totally fabricated stories they published trying to run down ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and all the all the different false stuff that was done by different people. The Attorney General went into all of that stuff and exposed the whole thing in his article, which I'm going to read the whole article on the news Saturday. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. he, he went through real thorough, and most of them don't bother, you know, to investigate anything for themselves. But this guy did and found out it was all false and just exposed the whole thing and told them they could prescribe it as long as the patient agreed to it. Mm-hmm. They informed the patient the, the the standard deal that they're supposed to do anyway, what the risk of the disease right. is and what the risk of the drug is, which is basically nothing on ivermectin. Right. Especially compared to whatever stuff we're getting people are getting put in their oh, yeah. bodies and and you know i mean i i'm i'm just i'm glad that it hasn't hurt more people than it has but it's hurt so many people and it's underreported that's underreported yeah. though covid is overreported and then you've got the propaganda coming from every which way you know again colin colin powell what about just Talk about his achievements. Talk about, you know, Colin Powell instead of turn it into the propaganda of this is why you need to get your vaccine. Oh, yeah, and by the way, he was vaccinated. He had cancer. Yeah. My well, goodness gracious. The, the vaccine, the first, the first shot cuts off 50% of your body's ability to make white blood cells. The, the second dose... Cuts it another fifty percent, so now you got twenty five percent left. 
and it cuts your immune system's ability to respond to anything down to about a third, roughly, at the same time. And that's because of the protein, right? How's he going right? to fight off the cancer after he got vaccinated with that crap that don't work anyway? The most efficient, which was the Johnson and Johnson one, I believe, was it had less than 1.8% effectiveness in the beginning, and within 30 days, it lost most of that. And the rest of them was worse than that when you get down to the truth about how good they actually worked. We was lied to about what they do. Yes. They don't work. And that's but why. But they cause all kinds the, of problems. And the boost. So that's why they, but that's a great excuse for them to keep pushing more junk into your body. The boost. Well, they're going to have to try to figure out some way to kill all the stuff they created with their vaccine, so-called. They got it right. Do they want bio to? Bio-warfare. Bio-warfare. Yeah. That's why anybody's researched it good saying it is, bio-warfare, and I would have to agree. You know, a lot of the junk in that vaccine was created by DARPA, our military unit, they're the ones that work on bio-warfare. And so you're saying they were, they, were, they were wearing their hazmat suits and everything? I don't know if they're what, to, what DARPA's doing, <laughs> but I know they, they admitted a lot of that stuff was in that their vaccine, and even in the test. That's, that's Got one that thing DARPA that, you know. gel in both of them. Uh, as, as one thing that I, I was not happy about the last administration doing, you know, I believe he thought he was doing it all for the right reasons, but he had Fauci that he thought he could trust. Um, you're wonderful advisors that you're supposed to be able to trust. And I don't know, I don't see, I don't see uh, President Trump, you know, or ex-President Trump backing out of that accomplishment with the vaccination of being warp speed or having anything negative to say about it. And, you know, I know that he wasn't wanting to mandate it, um, which is, which is a wonderful thing. And well, he was interested in other therapeutics. You have to consider different well, perspectives on that. I'm not going to suggest that he trusted anybody, but you have to look at the big, big, big picture there. And, consider just casualties of war versus any other option that he had or would have had. Yeah. Uh, I've got Trump recorded on video, got it saved, where he said that he was going to force vaccinate all Americans right out of his own mouth on live video in an interview. Really? Sure did. I went back and, and found it again and listened to it again and decided I better save that. Wow. It was his original that plan. That doesn't make me happy. No, it don't make me happy either, but that was his original plan. You know, and he knew oh, this whole thing was fake because I've got the video where he stood there with the head of FEMA the day he declared a national emergency and turned it over to FEMA and the guy started talking and, and one of the first words out of FEMA was, 
letting uh, people know that this was a uh, cooked up something or another. And Trump leans over and whispers to him, you should have informed us. So at that point on, Trump knew it was fake. You should have informed us, he said. Yeah, I've got that recorded, too. And again, I'll go back to you don't know what the alternatives were in the big, big picture as loss of life if I do this, loss of life if we do that, if we engage the military here, loss of life. And basically, and basically left it in the hands of each individual person to say, yes, I will, no, I won't. Mm-hmm. Depending on what state you're in. So you've got to look at a 50,000-foot view of that and not three inches away. Not everything is as it appears to be. Well, let's not forget. Now, I don't know why I know he did some state... of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he did a good job closing off the borders, you know, to stop the spread. Oh, yeah. I think The majority was... of what he did, I agree with. You know, there's a few things mm-hmm. that I question him on. Oh, oh, me, me too, me too, with the warp speed. But I can see what you're saying, James. And then, the, then there's the panic. Well, I mean, am I disenfranchised right now compared to three, four, five, six months ago? Expecting there to be, lack of a better word, you want to call it an underground movement or this righteous movement? The military is going to do this and this right. fake administration. Blah blah. Well irrespective of all that and what your feelings were all along the way, if you look at what you're being told, I mean, from the ships off the coast to the the fuel prices now beginning to inch up and your supply chains, something's going to head ahead here pretty soon. You're kidding. It, 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 It cannot be avoided. So wherever good and evil meet, it's fixing to start meeting up here somewhere. Whoever's pulling what strings on which side of the coin. Because you can only go down this path till you have self-destruction. And everything that comes under, quote-unquote, the name of Biden is not doing anything but destroying the fiber of America. And the Democratic Party has been doing this for years, right in front of everyone's nose. Well, fifty over 50 years ago, the Communist Party in the United States said they really didn't have to do anything anymore because the Democrats was doing it all for them. That was an official statement from the Communist Party. And to be clear about this, it's not just that label of Democrats. The government system that we have known, being Republicans and or Democrats, being derivatives of the cabal on down the line, this this is their agenda. Now, you have a few that are supposedly publicly saying something different. Rand Paul, as an example, but McConnell, 
he might as well put a big old D right on his chest because he's walking <laughs> hand in hand with Pelosi. Yeah. Well, they all go play golf together, and they're all members of that uh, uh, World Economic Forum and all that other junk. You know, they all joined up with all the same stuff. They're, they're all about the same agenda. They just want to pretend they're fighting so they can get your vote. That's right. That's right. I agree. I mean, we have you know. signs that good is working in this and behind the scenes, but it's not making a very robust announcement to the to the world. Uh, and you can only hope and pray that good will prevail out of this. Right. We can't, and, and you know, it's, we can't just sit here and But be people watchers. have to stand up for their individual decisions. Yes. Yes. Back we in can't be independent that thinking. Back in 2016, out of all them 20-something candidates running for president, I looked every one of them up, and there was only one that wasn't a member of all the same uh, one-world government corporation garbage, and that was Trump. He was the only one that was not a member. Mm-hmm. Why do you think he got he was targeted so much? He wasn't part of the good old establishment. Not part of the good old boys club, so they didn't like him. There are plenty of Republicans that that didn't like him, and then just went along with him, you, you know, or pretended to like him after he was elected. Just wolf and sheep. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go along with what no you were saying it. earlier. If you acknowledge evil, you have to resist it. That's why most people choose to deny it. It's more comfortable. To not see it. Right. More I have a hard just time. to deny that it exists. Yeah, I have a hard time more, turning my back on the evil. I really do. More, common, more commonly known, turn a blind eye. You're, yeah. Yep. Turn a, turn a blind eye. Well, what do you think is going to happen now? Okay, did it, we saw the clips in, uh, regarding the uh, so-called insurrection, right, where actually nobody has been charged with an insurrection. But we saw the clips where we have somebody who actually uh, works for the government was, was at the Capitol, the state Capitol, the day before, on, on January 5th, he was at the Capitol, and, you know, trying to rally up and round up Trump reporters to charge in on the Capitol. And well, did you were, see this, guys? They were doing it on the 6th, too. I've got video of it. Right, <laughs> right. But, the, FBI, but the, but this, the FBI and the head of several of these big corporations was out there trying to stir up a riot and get them to break into the building. Right. Pretty much parted the seas so that they could just walk in. Except, of course, for that in yes, the end, Marty? the security Tanya. guards are... You have a caller, Tanya. Uh, caller, your okay. blank number. Go ahead. Hi, caller. Thank you Hello. For, for giving us the jingle. Hello. Hey, Tanya. This is John Doe. Hi. How are you? 
You're listening to our hey, conversation I just wanted tonight. to make a brief comment in context with what you guys have been talking about. As a, from a divide-and-conquer standpoint, this immigration issue is just another one of those scams because as long as they can get us thinking, oh, there's illegals and legals, now they're going to use it just to be able to track, spy everybody as opposed to looking at how the Congress, this ties into the um, January 6th issue, the Congress are the ones that's destroying our private property every time they pass a bill, and then they deny you your due process rights of good faith bargaining, good faith negotiations, mutuality of agreement, freedom of contract, you know, Article 1, Section 9 and 10 of the United States Constitution, Article 4, Section 2, United States citizens, you know, citizens of each state shall be entitled to same privileges or all privileges and immunities of citizens in the several states. And then the First Amendment to the United States Constitution is Congress shall make no law bridging the right of the people to petition their government for a redress of grievance. That's because the spirit, hope, and promise of the Declaration of Independence says that we are all equitable, self-governing, free people who has the same jurisdictional power and authority over governing burdens and encumbrances of you. So that's your intellectual property rights. So when they deny you your due process rights of good faith bargaining when they pass a law, therefore, you know, being a violation to the uh, Constitution, they've committed extrinsic fraud and destroyed the legal effect of your of your private property, which is you deciding your own burdens and encumbrances. Therefore, they've made you their servant, servant, and they are the masters. So it's like if you think of that as representation, that's the way a pimp represents a prostitute. So those kind of issues, it's another just a bait-and-switch manipulation to use immigration as a divide-and-conquer strategy to be able to surveil, monitor, and track everybody and still deny you your constitutional right of being a self-governing free person. But thank you for the time, and back to you guys. Thank you. Call sometime, okay? Got to catch up. Wow. That's that's right. Intellectual property. You know, and we're supposed to have the right to privacy, but we don't. We don't have it. They're gonna spy on your bank account. You know. Mhm. They don't well, care about quick... anything about that constitution. They're just gonna do whatever they want to do. And most people don't that, know the difference because they ain't taught it in school in 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. And th- that's why I really believe in, you know, the constitutional law. Nothing nothing is stronger nope, than it our is constitution. the supreme law of the land. It is the supreme law of the land. And yet different states will say that they have the right. So, no, no, they don't. Not if it perverts your rights under the Constitution. Jeez, I wish I could just, you know, push things out just like John Doe just did there. That's, it's like, how patriotic does that sound and feel? To me, that is just like, it's so patriotic. And, that's, and, and once we do the things that make us subservient, like put on the mask, Some people might be not such a big deal. It's just a mask, and mind you, I will stick it on. And so, what am I doing now? What am I doing? Am I betraying my own values? But I'll stick it on 
sometimes, you know, if I know I'm in a situation that might make somebody else feel uncomfortable, or if I need to go somewhere where it's, it is mandated, but I can't keep it on for long and I'll hold it away from my face, but it's because I don't want to cause a problem. But am I being a hypocrite? <laughs> yes. Am I being a hypocrite? I'm not going to get the vaccine, that's for sure, or whatever you want to call it. I would say yes. Let me pose this question to you, though. You said something just previously about the Constitution. I'm going to assume we were talking about the United States Constitution. Yeah. Is it superior to in and of itself, or is the individual state's Constitution superior to the federal Constitution? No, 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 no. The federal Constitution is superior. And any, any individual state's constitution that is in, that is in perversion of the federal constitution, it should be null and void. It needs to be fought and gotten off. The states Just agreed like on the, the the states agreed on the federal constitution and what was going to be in it, and the federal constitution says anything that the states attempt to do that's antithetical to the federal constitution is automatically null and void. But everything okay. that's not specifically spelled out in that federal constitution as a duty of the federal government is reserved to the states and to the people, and the state, along with the people voting for it, can do anything they want to do on those things, and the federal constitution's got nothing to say about it, nor the federal government. Right, but remember, you know how broad the federal constitution is. It really has us protected. Okay, with that being the case, and this is just from a devil's advocate point of view, then why isn't there any law enforcement defined for the federal government versus the sheriff of an individual county? Oh, yeah, that's that's where we go to the federal district courts and we no 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 you're you're parliamentary sheriff. Your sheriff in your county has superior authority. Yeah. Over any federal authority. Sheriff can run off any of the feds. I mean, it's 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 what it, it it's look. There's a line of uh, of hierarchy that you're supposed to go through. You know, you don't all of a sudden start on the federal level when a local law or your constitutional rights have been violated locally. You don't, you don't automatically, you know, gear up to, you know, go to the highest in the land, right? You just cite your constitutional rights and you hope that the right thing's going to be done. But the problem is, far too often, the right thing is not done. And this is where we really do need to reconstruct because we've deconstructed because there's been so many decisions that have been precedents and, and now they're being decided over and over again when they're actually anti-Constitution. So that's, that's the problem. They're rewriting the law and you can't let that happen. Most people don't even know they're rewriting it because they've never read the Constitution, and they don't know well, that the federal it's government's been communism. It's they been never rewritten read through through statutory law, which is not "quote unquote" common law, 
and or God's law? Well, they've never read the yeah. the Communist Manifesto. They don't know that what's being implemented is communism either. Right. <laughs> you know, we live in a republic, but, and anything anything other than a republic just happens to be illegal in this country. The Constitution makes communism illegal to implement over here. Exactly. Exactly. And and anything that is being rewritten, like, quote, unquote, okay, and statutory law is supposed to be null and void as well if it is not in line with our constitution. So every court should, of course, be, you know, a constitutional court when it comes right down to it. But as Marty has said many times, you know, you know they're not courts, they're tribunals. No, they're um, just so corporate entities. Yeah. They're divisions of the corporation. Oh, boy. And that's also another thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's for a whole other conversation, too. But, um, boy, we didn't even get into the, you know, was it all in vain? You know, the soldiers being in Afghanistan for couple decades. Well, that's a I mean, it's, that's a big old scam right there that was pre-planned. Yeah. And it's Biden's it's Biden's third go round on that. Once as a senator, once as vice president, and now as as president, so called, that he's abandoned people like that. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows he exactly does. what he's doing. That whole thing was planned. So it's not like he's as stupid as he seems to be. If this is just in your face, well, it's we're like going to get our way no matter what. So he's going to do it. He'll just keep lying. It's just lying. It's plain and simple yeah. lying. And I want to hear people standing up to it. Well, he should have been in jail a long time ago for uh, some of the immoral stuff that he did with uh, mm-hmm. you know what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got well, video of, of of our current vice president sitting there joking with Obama when Obama was president and and Biden was vice president about how deep Joe Biden would go with the little boys. Right. Right. Now, what kind of mess is that? Homosexual president and homosexual vice president messing with little kids. Very scary. It's very scary. Well, we've, we've touched on a lot of pretty touchy subjects tonight. That is for certain. We've touched on um, this whole vaccination thing, which I know many people have, you know, mixed feelings about. Uh, but hopefully there was some good new information that was shared. Uh, we've talked about some touchy things. <laughs> Just, just to throw it out there, you know, we had we had hundreds of our members of Congress and their families treated with ivermectin 
to uh, prevent coronavirus, but they didn't tell us. Now, where did you see that? And I know we've got just about 45 seconds before closing. Well, I have to start closing out. Where did you see that? It's on one of these news stories, but it's been on several of them this week. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Stephen and, and, and James, I want to thank you. It was a kind of a relaxed, serious conversation. And sometimes people just don't like to chime in too much to these uh, une- uneasy things. But thank you very much for calling in, John Doe. And thanks for staying in with us, staying on with us. I'll ask that you all come back here again next Tuesday. And we'll have some more interesting conversation. But please do tune in again on Sunday at 7 o'clock Central Time, where we will continue just what we do. I'm Tanya Hathaway. Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story told on Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network and Stephen Burke 89.9 KLRB FM Lighthouse Christian Radio. Good night, Mom. I love you. Good night, all.